Welcome to your Active Tech Brief Podcast. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your technology editor. This week we take a closer look at some of the main digital files and at the view of one of the most active countries in this policy area. For an overview on all things technology related in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website reactive.com. This is your Active Tech Brief Podcast. Today I'm joined by Alexandra van Oeflen, the Dutch Minister for Digitalization. Hello, Alexandra. Hello. So let's start on why you're here in Brussels uh, this week. Uh, you are working on an open source uh, strategy that you will present to the other EU countries. Tell us about that. Well, this is one of the reasons why I'm I'm here, and uh, I was happy to speak to um, to people in the Commission, commissioners, and also in the European Parliament, because um, the one of the things that we're working on in the Netherlands is definitely the the theme of open source. We find it important that whatever strategy we have on digitalization actually everything should be open. So we're working on open data, open, da- open data sharing, open policy rules, but also if we create new software or new programs or new, for instance, the wallet that I'm speaking about a lot also these days, um, is that it's based on open source uh, technology. And I find it important both because it helps us to make better software, uh, but also because it's more sh- it's more secure. Um, it can be more efficient, faster, um, but also because I, I truly believe that transparency is necessary to make people still believe in uh, the digital economy, the digital society. Uh, loads of people are worried about, you know, is this actually going to work for me? To make it open and transparent helps a lot in that field, I believe. Right. So uh, open source has a lot of uh, supporters, um, but you are obviously here to convince also other countries. What sort of you know resistance are you meeting uh, in pushing this argument? Well, sometimes people believe that it's better for, for instance, for governments to do something on your own because they believe it's safer or more secure or they're worried about um, the idea that if you share it with somebody, they might be able to hack you or influence whatever you're using. What I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, you should combine it. It's it's important to have open source as a, a way, get, as I was just saying, more efficient, more transparent, and so on and so forth. But definitely also you should combine it with the idea that it's also going to be more secure because there's more people that are able to look into your software and make it make it secure. Um, on the other hand, um, I also believe in not being super naive. So there can be, you know, instances where you say as a government, well, this is not something that I would like to share if it's about defense, for instance. Okay, it's interesting you're pointing to the security argument because that's what many um, tech companies use uh, to keep their system relatively or, or completely closed, actually. But um, you mentioned the, the digital wallet mm-hmm. um, and this entire um, European um, digital identity package uh, has been progressing uh, very slowly, I must say. Uh, it's been one year 
more than one year since the publication from the Commission, and we still see that there are some fundamental questions being debated in the Parliament and in the Council. So can you give us an overview on this file and, and what is blocking it? Yeah. Well, the Czech presidency, presidency has made it into one of the two topics that they definitely want to get an agreement on in the in their presidency, so this half year, uh, next to AI regulation. Um, one of the things is, of course, that we already have a part of this identification. Uh, it's possible with, for instance, the identification that we use in the Netherlands, the system that we use in the Netherlands, to also you know, identify yourself in other countries, which is good because that makes it a more European-wide uh, usable identifier. If you move country or if you find it necessary to, to log in into another government system, then you can do it. The other thing is now that we are in the Netherlands saying we also want to take the next step, which is create a wallet. And therefore, of course, this European regulation is very necessary. And there's two things uh, that I believe are very important. One, of course, one is that it's going to be based on open source. The other thing is, is that also it's not going to be based on just one European identification number, but it's going to be based on the identification numbers that we have throughout the countries. But still having a public wallet is something to set a norm also as a public entity is something that I find very important. So that it's going to be a wallet that you can trust, that you can you know use that's decentral, that is definitely only shares data that you that you want to share, you know, the things that, you know, you want to share with people that can contain the things that are important to you. So not only your passport or your identification card, but also um, um, uh, medical um, medical information that is important to have whenever you are, you get into a hospital that is not known to you or your diplomas or your driver's license. Um, I find it important that we use this digital identity in a way that people are, you know, truly feel safe, feel safe with having the information with them, feel safe using it. So it's only going to be shared on a ba on on you know under your control uh, to to people or to to um, to organizations that you believe need that information, um, but very much under your own control. So that is important, and in order to to set the first step. To make the example, to set also the to to make a very the bar very high, uh, is uh, we are going to create one from from the Dutch perspective from the Dutch com government. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because um, some of the countries that already have an electronic identification have also been arguing um, that the wallet shouldn't be an ID means of its own, but it should be a sort of empty shell. But you don't support this argument. We believe that it that it should be it contain should be you know it should be a, a wallet that contains different kinds of identification mm. uh, um, units basically attributes. Uh, but of course, if you want, for instance, you you should be able to use it as you want it. So you can you should add the the attributes that you want to add, but there should always also be. Um, the possibility not to use it at all. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the idea of having an electronic identity, if you don't want to identify yourself in that way, whether it's with your driver's license or your 
uh, your your diplomas or your uh, medical information. I mean, there should always be a possibility not to use it at all. And I find that very important because people that are worried about it or say that they rather work with, you know, stuff on paper, um, they should always have that possibility. Um, I would like to go back to what you said at the beginning, that the Dutch approach, if we can call it like that, is to uh, be open and, and sharing also for what concerns data. And, and um, as the Netherlands, you have taken a very proactive approach to the Data Act. Uh, you, you even uh, shared a non-paper before the proposal was out uh, that I directly we covered. Uh, so how do you see the ongoing discussions around this file? And where do you see potential areas of improvement? Well, what is important about this act is, is that it's about, you know, taking the, for me, it is about taking or having control and taking control of your own data. So for, you know, Internet of Things or whether it's your pacemaker or some kind of other instrument that you have um, or, uh, or machine that you're using, that you have control of your own data and that they can be not only your, you, you have, you can, you know, look into the, to those data but also that you can tra transfer them. So interoperability there is for me also a very important topic. Um, you can move your data from one company to another if you would like that, um, that you can of course look into those data, whether it's your pacemaker's data or the machine that you have in your house that you know controls the music or the, the opening and closing of curtains. All those things should be really definitely be with you, be interoperable. So you can use them to your own use and benefit and needs and benefits. So I find that super important. Um, and that is something that we are, you know, um, looking into when, you know, with every step that we take in the European discussions. And so far, um, what do you make of the progress made by the uh, Czech presidency? Well, I very much like the progress that's being made on the AI uh, Act. So... Uh, super important also this is about algorithms about transparency about you know being able to um to uh, whenever you don't like what's happening that you can complain that you have um for whatever algorithm is used whether it's for the government or in a private company that you can look into it that you can see it that you know what's happening when you interact with that organization um um, I'm very happy that there's lots of progress on that issue uh, under the Czech presidency and the same accounts for the EIDAS uh, Act because there also the Czech presidency is doing a lot of work to get that, uh, get that flying, which I find important also um, for the identification and making sure that people can do business in a safe way and they have control over their own data. And in the Netherlands, um, you must be particularly sensitive to the misuse of AI. And there was this uh, big uh, childcare benefit scandal and perhaps the first go government crisis related to uh, an AI system. Um, so when you look at this text, which kind of safeguards uh, do you want to put in place uh, to prevent these errors from happening again? So, yes, this was a huge scandal and I, I was working in my former job, in my previous job, I was working to find um, solutions to the people that were 
um, that got damaged by this um, by this scandal. Um, so the things there, what what is important is of course that we have a clarity in the government that we know what algorithm algorithms are being used, and especially also of course the AI Act makes a difference in in categories and of of AI, but especially these AI that that are about data that are personal that you know either decide whether you are going to be eligible for a certain amount of subsidy or whatever it is. You know, to have insight into into governments using AI is something that I find very important. This is about governments. It's also working, of course, for the private sector. But to have to know that when and how uh, algorithms are used by governments is important that these algorithms are transparent so you know how they're going to be used and not only individual citizens but basically also um, you know researchers and NGOs can look into these uh, these algorithms and see how they are being used of course there is this you know you you need to have you cannot just start using it there should be you have to be admitted to use it you should also check during the usage of the algorithms um, if it's not getting any kind of bias. So it's also very important that you have to look into, is it not going to change its, you know, because of the, the way that it's, you, that you, that you, that it's developing, that it's not going to be maybe start out very good, but ends very much biased. Uh, all those things are super important. And of course, there's always that you have to be a, the right to complain against the use of these algorithms. So... I guess the the whole setup, what I find very important about the use of algorithms is transparency and the right to complain whenever it's you believe that this algorithm is turning against you. But transparency and openness there is, is, is of great importance. Because, yeah, we have seen in the Netherlands, this algorithm was not designed uh, to, pu- to put people on the spot, to ha- harm people, but it ended up being very harmful. And therefore, um, using algorithms is something that we need for the government, but should definitely also be very much controlled. There are proposals in the European Parliament to extend this public registry of high-risk AI also to uh, users that are public bodies. Mm-hmm. Would you be in support of uh, such an extension? Yes, because it's, you know, not only the producers or the people that make this AI, but also the ones that use it. Uh, should you know identify that they're using it uh, in the public sector i find that also very important not only the the production or the people that design and develop these uh, algorithms but also the ones that use it should clarify that they're using it and for what concerns uh, private users well that that's of course the same right it's it's both in the public sector and the private sector that you want not only the ones that make the ai but also the ones that use it that they are they're clarifying that they do that because otherwise it would be very un- intransparent uh, what's happening with your for instance the data that you provide to either a government or or a company uh, i understand you have um, you had a meeting with breton mm-hmm. um, what did you discuss Well, we discussed uh, loads of things, but basically also AI Act, AIDAS. We discussed basically also that, you know, I'm I'm a great supporter of the work that the European Commission is doing on digitalization. I find it super important that this whole body and structure of 
of regulations is helping us to to make sure that the digital world is going to be as safe and as as well uh, trusted or can be as uh, trusted as as well as the normal or more physical world. Um, with the commissioner, we also discussed a bit more about how we're going to work to have a more defined look into the the basics and the infrastructure of the digital world. So the infrastructure being, of course, the cables that we use to transfer data, but also data centers, the way that we produce um, yeah, software, like we talked about open source. Um, so all those uh, things are, are of great importance. One of the things that we also discuss is something that I find important because we now make a body of legislation, which is super important. But then again, also, this needs to be implemented. And uh, in order to, to make sure that that is going to be done in a, in a very good way, so it's going to be implemented as fast as possible. So organizations, be it public organizations or private organizations, understand what this regulation means for them is, uh, is, um, is something that we discussed as well. Doesn't the Commission need more resources to implement all the more competencies that it's getting through this regulation? I don't know. It's it's something that not only the Commission, but also the member states have to do. We're, we in the Netherlands have to think like every member state, how does this affect, how this body of, of how this whole, you know, you could say that it's a house of many bricks, but how this body of legislation is going to be effective, effectively implemented, how you're also going to make sure that we're not only looking at, you know, making the laws, but how they're going to be controlled and maintained and what kind of bodies we need for that. So it's a discussion that we need to do to have together, not only only from the European Commission perspective, but also what do we need country by country and how we're going to do it in a, a way that it's going to be well implemented in the same way across Europe. I think we can draw some lessons from the GDPR legislation, which basically ended up to being implemented in different ways in different countries, which is very complicated if you have a, if you are if you're working in a company that is working you know across Europe. Um, so so to make sure that the implementation is going to be aligned is something that I, I find important as well. Just so we are clear, we are here we are talking about the implementation of the Digital Services Act. And digital well, Act. all of it, you know, it's the AI Act, it's the Digital Services Act, it's the Digital Market Act, it's going to be the digital rights and principles, it's going to be, you know, it's a, it's a whole set of rules and regulations uh, that we are developing right now, which are all important, but have also, mm -hmm. you know, they, they have a connection towards each other and need to be implemented uh, as efficiently and quickly and aligned as possible. Any concluding remarks? <laughs> <laughs> well, that I'm very happy to be here and also discuss with you the importance of, of this whole set of regulation that we're working on. And you know that it's, we talk a lot, a lot these days about, you know, how we should kind of control the digital transformation, but we should, we should also be very clear, or I want to be very clear that I see of course, a lot of opportunities as well. So to stimulate, you know, the uses of whether it's the use of the European identity or to stimulate development in the in the field of uh, education or healthcare. I mean, there's many many ways that the digital transformation can bring a lot to us. Um, 
the only thing that we need to look for is, is that it's going to be done in a way that adheres to our public values, the things that we find important, and that it's going to be done in a trustworthy way so that people will be, you know, want to use uh, the dig digital technology that is uh, available to them. Alexandra van Offlen is the Dutch Minister for Digitalization. Thank you, Alexandra. Oh, thank you, Luca. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Tech Brief newsletter to stay on top of tech news and digital policy developments in the EU and beyond. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. This episode was produced with the technical help of Evie Chiori. I'm your Luca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening. <music>